and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Back from California, it's Brother Frank. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back here in the great state of Virginia, up in the mountains where I belong. Anyways, thank you all for joining me. Last week we came from Huntington Beach, California, visiting some of my wife's family. We had a nice time, but it is good to be back in the great state of Virginia, and especially out in the mountains. And uh, just thank God for it. These are trying times, and I'll tell you, I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited to be in California at this day and age. Um, It's, well... It's not that I don't want to live by faith, but uh, I'm not feel I don't feel called to be there, so I like to get out as soon as possible. Anyways, just uh, thank you so much for all you have been supporting us, and I want to start off by saying something very serious to each one of you. Um, I covet those prayers that you send me, those requests that come from the bottom of many of your hearts. Um, there's a lot of you that are struggling. Um, you don't know what tomorrow. Uh, is going to always bring, and sometimes you can feel defeated, and and I I understand it, it's tough, but I want to tell you don't give up. I thank you so much because I take these prayer requests seriously, and I believe God is in the business of delivering, and so when I've committed to you to pray, I mean it. I'm going to pray. And I just want to say thank you so much, and thank you for all those that have uh, shared with me how you're praying for this show, and I just thank you so much. God is better than I deserve to me. He he does so much that I, I don't deserve one ounce of it, and, and yet he continues to pour out his favor, and I just want to say thank you for those who've been pr- praying for protection, praying for uh, this show to prosper and, and to grow. Folks, we want to grow on this show. I don't want this show to be like every other uh, show that's out there right now. I don't want it to be like, uh, yes, there's always the desire and the the want to grow large quickly and to get your numbers up and all that stuff. But if it means that I have to sacrifice truth and I have to compromise my principles, then I don't want to grow that fast. Because I believe that if I stick with the truth and I'm faithful to God's word, and look, folks, we have guests on this show uh, through time to time that we don't agree with everything. If you don't hear me say it, then then I then don't believe that I necessarily agree with everything said on here because I don't. But I do believe that there's people that have a good word, and, and I don't have to agree with every single person out there. And you don't have to agree with every single person out there. And you don't have to beat somebody over the head when they don't agree just like you do on every single point. you got to remember, we are all on a journey. 
We don't all arrive at the same time. We learn things as we go. And sometimes we learn truth stubbornly. And it takes a little bit longer. And God is very merciful with us. But it's so interesting to me how when the body of believers find a new truth, they sometimes are so ready to strike down their own brethren. I'll tell you what. I had never been on Facebook period, before the Remnant Call broadcast to come out. I don't do social media. My family doesn't do social media. Yes, I work in network engineering, but I do not do social media. But now that I have a show, I had to do it because I couldn't deny the power of it. And so I get on it, and I'll tell you what, I... It is scary out there what I am hearing and what I am seeing. And I'll tell you, folks, nothing is, you know, I know that many of you out there, you've been searching for churches. You're trying to find somewhere to worship. You're trying to find a group of people that's like-minded at times. And sometimes you get excited thinking maybe you find them and they only need to show up and realize that these people are crazy. I know that feeling. I've been there several times. I've been so excited. I've drove distance to be with people that I thought were like-minded. And after a while, I realized the spirit of the living God was missing from the midst of their conversations. And I had to depart from them. And, and, it, and, it, and it is sometimes discouraging. But don't forget, God's got those who have not bowed their knee to Baal yet. He's got those that are not compromised. And so in, sometimes when you feel like you're all alone, you're not. There's others out there that feel the same way, and God will bring you together because he wants us to be together in these last days, not to share our, our burdens alone. We are to weep, and we are to rejoice with one another. If you are carrying your burden all by yourself, then that is an absolute tragedy. I pray that you find somewhere that you can share your burden with someone else that they can be in the journey with you to carry it with you so that you'll know that you have a partner that's standing there that will be in the, stand in the gap when you don't even feel like standing in the gap. Folks, these are some trying times that we are living in. And I'll tell you right now, there are so many crazy things out there being said about the hour that we live in. And I believe this is the time that God's been warning us about. And so it's like all this stuff going on and how do we discern what is truth and what is false? Well, let's start with prayer. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you have the ability to bring clarity in an unclear world. That you have the ability to push the fog out of the mind and to bring the light of the gospel of your son Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, into the believer's mind, to push out the darkness, to be filled with the light so that we can see clearly in these last days. Lord, we know that wickedness is abounding, but you said that righteousness will avail even more. Even as it gets more wicked, there will be more righteousness to go around, and we thank you for that, Lord. But God, we need a clear word in this hour, something that is straight and true. And Lord, we know we're only going to find that if we are completely on you. Father, I ask tonight that you would bless this program. Do that which I cannot do. Prepare that which I have not prepared, Lord, because if you're speaking through me, then all I've done here is in vain. If you will just bring the message forth, Lord, may I just simply submit and allow you to speak tonight is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, I just, uh, you saw the net, tonight's message, uh, Unholy Days Part 2, Rise of the False Prophets. If you didn't see the first un- or listen to the first Unholy Days, uh, part one, uh, it's about uh, 
the most untalked, most unspoken of, talked about, mentioned prophecy out there in the Bible that's about the second coming of Jesus, and it's never spoken about because it's too taboo, and that is the sign of Lot. We did it just a couple episodes back. Please go listen to it because in that message, I shared some research and things that are going on that if, if that doesn't convince you that Jesus is about to come, then I give up. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else I can share because the Lord said that's what would happen right before he comes. This is what would be going on in this world, and it is being thrown in our faces in such an, an incredible way that I don't understand how people can see this and not know that the Lord is even at the door. He's knocking, and I'll tell you, though, even though he's coming back, he's not coming back just yet. There are still things in the Word of God that must be fulfilled. Folks, I want you to remember that the Lord did not want us to be deceived when he returned. He wanted us to know that every eye shall see him as the lightning shall shine from the east unto the west, so shall also be the coming of the Lord. God wants you to know that this is an event that everybody's going to see, okay? Don't want you to be deceived. Don't want you to get thrown off on some crazy false tangent. This is going to be an event that everyone is going to see. I know man has tried to change that. We've tried to, to make up a new version so we don't have to suffer any tribulation. We can just get out real quickly. That's all fine and good, but that will not change what the truth of God is. And the truth of God is, is that as he brought Noah into the ark and took him through the great flood, so will he be there to protect his people through the great tribulation. Folks, just because you go belong to the church doesn't mean you are separate from Israel. We, folks, I, I don't want to get off into a tangent in this program, but please, if you've never studied Romans chapter 11, please go study it. You are grafted in as a believer. You become a part of. Therefore, all Israel shall be saved. You're not different. You're not something separate. You are a part of Israel. It's not because of your blood. It's because of his blood. It's not because of what you've done. It's because of what he's done. And if he has adopted you in and grafted you into the true vine, then why do you think you're something separate? The problem we're running into the church today is they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. We've lost our identity. Oh, folks, what an awesome thing to understand, to know that you belong to Israel. You are a part of the blessing. Listen, don't. there's all kinds of groups out there I know that will get you so far off track. Folks, just read the Word of God for yourself. Romans chapter 11. It will lay it all out for you, and it will bring it in clear as can be. I know I was taught to believe that I'm a part of spiritual Israel growing up. Folks, it's more than spiritual. It's not only just spiritual. You get grafted in. I mean, can you imagine you adopt a child, you tell them that you love them, you want them to be a part of your family, and they keep saying, well, you're not my real parents, you, you don't love me like your real children, and it breaks your heart. And God's the same thing. He's grafted you in. He's adopted you and said, you know what, I'm not just adoption, I'm putting you in to the true vine. I'm making you a part of it. And anybody who understands grafting, if anybody that understands how to garden and things understands that when you graft, it becomes a part of. It's not something separate. It is a part of. 
please, we got to understand that. I don't want to get sidetracked. I'm sorry to go off on that, but there are so many people that have lost their eye. They don't know who they are anymore. And what an awesome thing to know that you belong to the Most High. You're a part of His family. But the problem I believe that we're running into today is that there is so much deception. I mean, I looked on Facebook, and it's scary. It's almost as scary as my daughter's bedroom downstairs here. And that's scary. And I'll tell you what, I was looking around at all the prophesying that's going on and all the things that people are saying and the, and the rapture is going to happen on the 9th and, or it's going to happen on the 23rd. And I, No, it's not. It's not going to. It's not going to happen then. If you want to know my thoughts on the rapture, well, we're going to do that in a program coming up here. But it's not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. It will not happen. We will still be broadcasting here. Now, is, is it possible that the United States might get nuked? Is it possible we could get attacked? Oh, yeah, you better believe that. Is it possible that a hurricane could destroy, destroy and all kinds of bad things? Oh, yeah, you better believe that. But we're all going to be sitting here. Or we're going to be doing something when these dates come to pass. Now, I believe, folks, there are signs in the heavens. We have talked about them. There are great wonders going on right now, and God commands us that when we, to watch for these signs. And we know by the signs that are going on and by the things that are happening that the Lord is coming soon. But everybody is prophesying, and it's all over the place what's going on. And so we see that these things that Jesus talked about in the Word of God are now coming to pass again. And I just want to open up tonight out of Matthew chapter 24, and I just want to remind us all of just a, a few words from our Lord and Savior. When he, he starts out uh, here in the, in the beginning of Matthew 24 and verse 3, and it said, He sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of the coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Now listen to this closely. Take heed that no man deceive you. Jesus says in the beginning, Yeshua speaks it here, and he says, Listen, folks, listen. You better make sure if you don't forget one thing in the end time that there will be deception. There will be those that are speaking all kinds of stuff. I'll tell you what, folks, it's not the unbelievers that are dangerous. I'm telling you what, sometimes it is those who claim to follow the body that is the most dangerous. I'm telling you. And just like I've told people before, it's not those always outside the church that need Jesus. It's those that are in the church that need him the worst. And so here we are, he continues in verse 5, he says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So Jesus is saying right here, look, many are going to come in my name. They're going to say that I am the Christ, that I'm, I'm the blessing. They're going to come in the name of Jesus and say that I'm Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to say that necessarily always that I'm Jesus. What the word Christ means is anointed, Mashiach, the anointed one. And so they're saying, listen, I've got an anointing. Folks, you can go on here into Facebook and watch Todd Bentley and all these other people with all their anointings that like to talk to angels and kiss, kick people in the head with their boots. I'm sorry, it's not from God. It's not from God. God doesn't kick people in the face. He doesn't do those things. He doesn't, he doesn't talk with, we don't, we don't talk with angels named Emma and all these things like this, like that's going on right there. I mean, it's never been an example of that stuff in the Word of God ever. And if it's not in the Word, 
as a famous preacher once said, it don't deserve to be heard. I'm not trying to just call out names to be, to be, uh, you know, to, to be harshing on somebody, but folks, that stuff's just absolutely ridiculous. And I know that it makes some people upset. And I'm, I'm sorry if I've just lost you as a listener to this program, but that's just a fact. And so here we see all these things, and we hear all these prophesying, and, and, we, and it is confusing. But then you read the scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, it says, it says this, um, believe in the Lord your God. It's, excuse me, it says, despise not prophesying, and to believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Then 2 Chronicles 20.20, so God is telling us here to believe in his prophets, to decide not uh, prophesying. It's a good thing. It's a blessing. I mean, we know that it's going to happen in the last days. I don't need to read to you the book of Joel about God pouring out his spirit. Of course there's going to be prophesying, but at the same time, the devil is a counterfeiter. That's why there's so much false prophecies out there, because the devil is trying to counterfeit the true. I mean, God says in Amos 3, uh, chapter, verse 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his serv- secret unto the servants, his pro- the prophets. Um, the lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? So God is going to prophesy in these last days through his people. There will be prophesying. And so it is a true thing. It's not something we need to despise. It's not something that we need to say, well, that doesn't happen anymore. No, it does happen. But we need to know the difference between the truth and the error. What is true prophecy? And what is false prophecy? Well, you might be saying, well, Brother Frank, what makes you the authority? Are you some prophet? Oh, guess what? Good news. I'm not a prophet. Nope, not. Not a prophet. I, I've never prophesied in my life. I've only ever had one dream from the Lord, ever. Okay, and it was a very serious and, and I can remember it in details. And that's another thing. If you've ever had a dream from the Lord uh, and you can't hardly remember it, it's probably not from God. Um, but Lord has answered me and done things so miraculously in my life, it's been unbelievable. But the fact of actually prophesying, I don't believe that I've ever done it. But I believe in the gift, and I believe in hearing his voice. And he guides me and my family uh, and, and has led us through. And, uh, he's done so many miracles. He sent money to our door, the exact amount that we've needed. Uh, that's what God has done. So I believe in those truths. But the fact is, there is a way that we can know the difference between what is true prophecy and what is false. Well, you, as we continue in just another scripture out of Matthew 24, the Bible says, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Now, the good news is, folks, it's not possible. It's not possible that the elect could be deceived. But I don't want you to read that verse haphazardly. If you read it a little closer, I want you, I'm going to read this one more time. For false Christ and false, pro, pro, false prophets will rise and will show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. I think what the Lord is trying to say here is, look, folks, this is so intense what's going to happen in the last days that if it were, it's going to be so crazy that only by the grace of God will the very elect not be deceived. That's how intense this is going to be. 
1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. See, false prophets claim to have dreams and see visions, so the scriptures must provide a criteria that we as believers, as Bereans, can know that what they are talking about is true. We must understand. God must have laid something down, and he did, because there are going to be so many false prophets. We've got to be able to test the spirits. And folks, it's not only just through praying and if God gives us a feeling. No, God actually put it in his word how we could know the truth from error. And let me make something very clear to everybody. God is a very personal God. And he pours his love out on all of us. And he warms us up. And we feel his presence and his closeness. It's a powerful thing. Folks, you know, if you've never been in prayer and felt the anointing of God come over you in prayer, and there's something different about these prayers that are they're unbelievable when the presence of God is present in your prayer. It's powerful, and you know it's there. But let me just say a word of warning to everybody here. Don't ever live your life as a believer by your fleshly feelings. If the Word of God contradicts how you're feeling, you stick to the Word over what your feelings say. If Job would have obeyed his feelings, well, he would have done like his wife said, curse God and die. Because he didn't feel God was around right then. He was wondering where the Lord was at, but he knew the truth. And he stuck by the truth. You've got to stick by the truth in these last hours. I don't care what anybody comes and tells you. Even if they say that the Lord said this to them, but it is contrary to what the God says. There's a story about it back in the Old Testament about the, the, the young prophet and the old prophet. And I, I don't have time to go into that, but um, it, it was a test. And I'll tell you what, the Lord said, don't you dare go out any, don't stop. You go on home. Don't you, don't even go out the same way you came in and another old prophet from back in the day came up to him and said, no, the Lord said to come back here, and he obeyed, and he died. Because he failed to follow what God told him to do. Even if an angel of light come to you and say something that's contrary to the Word of God. Well, let's look at God's Word, because he does actually put this out here. A true prophet, folks, message will be in complete harmony with the Word of God and the law of God. Let me, let me explain this a little more. Isaiah 8.20 says this, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. See, if you were to look at this test alone, most modern-day prophets would, would fail this. Because if somebody comes up to you and starts speaking against the, the Word of God and says, well, you don't need to follow what God says. You don't have to do this you know, anymore. No, you, don't, you, know, you can just do all, that, do all this or whatever. I know people say, well, Frank, you don't need to obey the Ten Commandments anymore. That was nailed to the cross and all this stuff. Folks, let me tell you what. If you don't need to obey the Ten Commandments, then tell me which one I can go break first. Is it okay that I kill somebody? Is it okay that I go murder someone or, do, you know, or steal or covet my neighbor's wife? Is it, which is okay that me to break first? The Bible says that you can't even know you've sinned unless you've transgressed God's law. I am not talking one ounce about salvation here. That's a total different story. But folks, once we believe and we've been saved, we obey what the Lord God says to do. And so when you see someone coming along, speaking against the testimony, speaking against God's commands and saying you can go do whatever you want, I'll tell you what, the Bible says there is no light in them. James 
uh, also, a prophet cannot negate what God has revealed in his word, and all precepts of the law are binding. According to James 2.10, when the law is not observed, the gift of prophecy is withdrawn. Lamentations 2.9, a true prophet's convic- predictions must come to pass. Now, folks, I'm not talking about the whole entire Old Testament ceremonial uh, sacrificial law system here. I'm not, don't try to throw me off task when you, or throw yourself off task when I'm talking about that. But to say that we don't have to follow the commands of God anymore is absolutely ludicrous. We, of course, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus said, teach all things what she had told to his disciples. He wanted them to teach all men what he had taught them. That's what we do. We follow what God says. We don't disobey what the Lord asks us to do. Quit trying to confuse that with salvation. It is truth, though. When a pro- Listen, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken, it is presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Now, folks, I had reached out to somebody the other day. I'm friends with them on Facebook. I don't even really know them. I'm friends with them. And they're saying that the, you know, this, the rapture is going to come to happen on the ninth. And I said, listen, brother, if you're out there... Uh, I was, I was very nice. I said, listen, I'm, it's not going to happen. But you know what? I'm still going to reach out to you. I'm not going to hate you. But I'm telling you, folks, when we start setting dates like this, we ruin our testimony. I, I tell you, date, I, you know, they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but date setters never prosper. And you can put that one in the bank. Folks, yes, we know that there's signs and dates happening, but I'm telling you, quit calling out the date of everything. We know the season. We know this very close, but everybody keeps wanting to call out the exact date. I'm going to tell you what, you're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be embarrassed. So the prophet of God speaks according to the testimony, and he does not teach people to break the commandments of God. But now what happens, though? Let's say, for example, there is a prophet. There is one that comes out and speaks something that comes to pass. Does that mean automatically that what someone says, if it comes to pass, does that mean that they're a prophet of God? I'm going to give you a little short story. Someone was talking to my niece. They were over in another country in a little spiritual gift shop. And they told that person, they actually told them what their, told my niece what her name was. And then wanted to sell her a little trinket with the goddess of that name on it. Well, my, she thought that was something amazing. But that person wasn't from God. The devil could have whispered that in their ear. Just because something comes to pass does not mean it's true. Listen to what the Word of God says. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, uh, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or the dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord with your, your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. Deuteronomy 13, 1-4. God's saying, listen, folks, there are going to come some people 
people that are going to speak some words of prophecy that are going to come to pass, and yet they are still not from God because they're teaching things that are contrary to the very Word of God. They're teaching things that don't line up with the Word of God. And so God says He's testing you to see if you're going to follow His Word over someone what they speak. Folks, I'm telling you, listen, I'm, I, if you come about everybody... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm starting to ramble because this one gets me fired up. But if you ever come across those people, the Holy Spirit told me this, the Holy Spirit told me that, Holy Spirit, these people hear more from the Holy Spirit than they hear from humans. And every single thing, the Holy Spirit told me this person, this, Holy Spirit told me you're going to get this breakthrough. The Holy Spirit told me that you're going to prosper in your job. Folks, I've never seen the God of the Bible ever speak like these people are talking about. Folks, when you see this kind of mumbo-jumbo that has nothing, that you've never seen any evidence ever in the Word of God of him speaking anything like that, I'm telling you what, you better take this to the Lord, because I have a good feeling it may not be from God. Now, God does speak to people, and the Spirit of God may reveal something to somebody, but these people that always have an answer and a new revelation, and, a, and a God's going to get, you're going to get this, oh, you're going to get this breakthrough, I just want to, that automatically, I just shut it down, I'm not even going to listen. I'm not even going to listen. I never heard anything like that. Another thing that, folks, I always is a good key for me to tune off is when I hear people say this. The Lord said to me, I will bless thine house and all that thou hast. Now, folks, I read the King James Bible. I love the King James Bible. But God knows how to speak in modern day English. God knows how to speak that way. If you remember when his son Yeshua was on this earth, he spoke Hebrew and Aramaic. He didn't speak English. He didn't speak 1611 King James. And God is smart enough to speak to you in your language. When I've heard from men or people, women, whoever, they've heard from the true word of God, and God reveals something powerful, and he usually speaks to them like they did the Old Testament prophets, that he doesn't have to speak in some cryptic language anymore when he speaks to them. God can speak in a normal language. Now, God can do whatever he wants to do. But, folks, just be careful in these last days that we don't get thrown to and fro by every false thing that's out there. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that true, that true prophecy is here to edify the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 3-4, it says, But he that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort, but he that prophesies prophesieth edifieth the church a true prophet will not condone sin first john 3 4 true prophets will exhort the church to a higher standard and will exemplify god's principle in their own lives false prophets like nostradamus and people like that 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 do not live according to the word of god will not build up the church of god with their prophecies a true prophet will exalt Jesus Yeshua as the Son of God and the Savior of mankind. The Bible says in 1 John 4, it says, No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. After his resurrection, Jesus expounded the scriptures to his disciples, revealing to them the prophetic proclamations regarding himself in Luke 24, 27. Again, the word of the Lord, warning regarding this test. Many false prophets will say to Jesus in the last judgment, Lord, Lord, have we not 
not prophesied in thy name. Sound familiar? In thy name have we cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Folks, there are so many people out there doing stuff in the Lord's name, and that doesn't mean they're from God. And neither does it mean that they're not followers of God when they don't believe everything exactly as you do. Folks, I want to tell you right now, I have some dear godly friends that do not share every belief that I do. But you know what? They are in love with the Lord. And I believe they are walking with God. And you know what? We differ on a few points. But in their heart and in the fruits of their lives, folks, if you remember, the Bible says, Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. When I see the works that they do, when I see how they treat other people, when I see the kindness in their heart, it speaks volumes. And so I don't agree with every point, but I don't need to tear them down. I don't need to, 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 to get angry with them. Because, folks, we're not all going to agree perfectly yet. Oh, we will one day. We will. The Lord's going to return to us a, a pure language. And we're going to speak in one consent. It's all going to come together. Don't worry about that. But, folks, if they're fruit, if they are following the Lord, and yet we disagree on a point here or there, folks, don't beat your brother and sister up. Pray for them. Pray for them. You know what? Pray for yourself because maybe they've got something to teach you. I know that I have learned from many people that I do not agree with, but I've learned one of those truths that they may have, and I like to take that arrow of truth and I put it in my quiver for my own life. Folks, I don't agree with everything that every uh, denomination says. I don't even agree with everything that the denomination I was raised in says. I decided a long time ago I was going to study the Word of God myself, and I found out that not everything I was taught was true, that I realized there's no perfect church out there. That's why we must follow the Lord ourselves. We must follow God with all of our hearts. And folks, when you see these people saying all these things, if Jesus says no man knows the day or the hour, and they're saying the day or the hour, then folks, come on. We understand the truth of the Lord God. If they're saying, folks, God is calling us to be prepared. But we cannot trust in man in this hour. We cannot trust in any of the guests we have on this program here. You cannot trust me. Folks, you cannot trust what I'm saying. You must find it from God yourself. The truth in the, is in the Word. The truth is by the Spirit. The truth is from God Himself. I am nothing but a vessel. And if you put your faith in me, or you put your faith in somebody else, then your faith is in the wrong place. There's too many people in their churches, their faith's in their pastors. But it's not in Jesus. Their faith is in the, their leader, their elders, but it's not in the Heavenly Father. There are so many people that have relationships with the church, but they don't have a thing about a relationship with God. And this is the hour it's time to make a change. This is the time, the rise of the, of the false prophets. These are the unholy days, and God is calling us to a deeper walk with Him. Now, folks, I want to turn to the book of Jude tonight. Because I believe Jude's instructions are for us in this hour. I love the book of Jude. I can't get it's an awesome book. 
I went over some Jude before in a program a long while back when we first started out the Remnant Call. I don't think anybody was hardly even listening. Uh, Because the book of Jude is such a last days end time book. And the book of Jude's one chapter so filled full of power, there is enough to sustain you in this one chapter because it totally has the remedy to everything we're facing in these last days in one single chapter. It's absolutely unbelievable. And so I want to jump into the book of Jude because, folks, I want us – you, you've heard what, we, what we've said about um, – about the, these, these last days and, and, and false prophets. But Jude has something special um, on there, and, and I, I don't want to miss that. And, folks, if you're listening in, don't, don't tune out yet because this is going to be good. I forgot I had an announcement I was going to make at the beginning of the program. I'll make it at the end. Stick with me. It's something you're going to want to hear. So, anyways, continuing on to the book of Jude. Jude chapter 1, because there's only one chapter, in verse 1. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort that ye should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. So here, here, Je- here Jude, he, he's the brother of Jesus, okay? The brother of Yeshua. He's, he's talking, okay? Un- not, he's not talking to the unbelievers. He's talking to those that are called, okay? He's talking to those that are sanctified by God the Father. He's talking to us as believers. These are instructions that we need. And he starts this out by saying something so absolutely imperative. This is what Jude said. He says, brother, he said, I want you to do one thing. He said, you need to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now, it's interesting. He says, earnestly contend for the faith. Now, if you look up the word content in the original language, it like, means like to struggle, to strive. It's not, just a, it's not just the word contend in a haphazardly way. He's saying, I want you to strive for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. God says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And we are to seek God with all of our heart in this hour, not in just a, a, a real weak, not timid way, but this is with everything we got. Because if we want to be protected from this deception of these false prophets in these last days, and we want to know and understand when there's a true prophecy coming, that we must contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And this is the amazing thing about this. Jude would not have said it if it were not possible. God doesn't say things for us to do in his word that are not possible to do. This is something that we can do by following God. We can have the same faith that was delivered to Paul and to Peter and to Mark and to Luke and to John and all those people. We can have that same kind of faith. Yes, they were imperfect too, but they sought the Lord and they were on fire for God and they transformed the world on their feet in only 30 years. Hallelujah. And it's going to happen again and it's going to be even more spectacular and it is right around the corner. So here he continues. 
It says, for there are certain men crept in unawares. Now, Jude is telling us to contend for the faith that is once delivered to the saints because this reason, there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying, listen, folks, this is why you need to contend, because there are men of old. There's some elders out there. There's some renowned men, those with wisdom, coming in, turning the grace of God, God's mercy. And if you didn't listen to the message on the violence of grace, please go check that out in the archives, the violence of grace. And I'll tell you what, it'll, it'll change. Oh, it's, an, it's, it's amazing what grace is all about. But he's saying they've taken this beautiful thing called grace, and they've turned it into lasciviousness, or, or what's also known licentiousness and they basically said that this grace is a license to sin to do whatever you want it's licentious it's a license to do whatever makes you feel good because you're saved by grace brother live how you want to live do whatever you want you can't lose your salvation you're walking with the lord you can live however you want to live and jude's saying that is absolutely false that is absolutely false We've got to live by the grace of God, and we, by contending for the faith, it will protect us for these people. In verse 5, it says, I will therefore put you in remembrance. Now, remember, he just said that these people are teaching this doctrine of lasciviousness or licentiousness, okay? They're teaching this, this doctrine of, of, of freely do whatever you feel like doing. And so he's going to recall, give us a little history lesson coming up here. He says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. He's saying, so don't forget, folks, God delivered them out of Egypt, showed great mercy, showed grace to them all. But for those who decided not to believe, he destroyed them afterwards. And he's saying, don't forget that. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So you remember those angels that fell? Oh yeah, yeah, they may have walked with God at one point. They may have been walking around the throne, but they decided to go a different way. And now they're reserved in chains unto, unto darkness in that great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, see, they did the same things as Sodom and Gomorrah did. And the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. So these angels did the same thing as they did in Sodom and Gomorrah. They, given, they were involved in fornication and given over to strange flesh. Now you say, Frank, well, the, the angels don't do that stuff. That's, they don't give in marriage. I didn't say they gave in marriage. I'm just saying that right here, Jude's saying that they were guilty of the exact same thing Sodom and Gomorrah was guilty of. Now, wait a second. Wait a second here. Frank, are you saying what I think? You? Oh, yes. Yes. Your fallen angels went and did ungodly things with women. If you don't look, read Genesis 6. Uh, you know, that's what happened. If you want to read the book of Enoch, I'm, I'm not saying it's scripture, but the, Jude is going to quote here in just a second directly from the book of Enoch. And I figure, you know what? If Jude can quote from Enoch, then maybe I ought to at least read it about the fallen angels. And I'll tell you what, what they did, it's coming all back around again in these last days. But continuing on. 
It says, uh, going after strange flesh and set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignity. So here, here what's happening is, he's saying, listen, these, these filthy dreamers, okay, they do the exact same things as Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, the fallen angels went after women, that they defiled themselves with women. It's interesting that the 144,000, the Bible says they are not defiled with women. This is nothing against women. I'm just saying if you look at it, it's the absolute opposite of that. And it says here they um, were going after strange flesh. And it says, likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Now, folks, this is a very key verse to understand here, because I believe that spiritual warfare is a true thing. It is something that, folks, that God is, we, and spiritual warfare is something that we must fight on our knees. But these, these ministries out there, I'm going to do this to the devil. I'm going to do that to the devil. And all these things they're going to do to the devil. The Bible says here that Mar even Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil um, about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Folks, we, we do not have the power to rebuke the devil in our own strength. It's God who does that. So even Michael, when he said, the Lord rebuke, folks, when you are fighting against the enemy of, of the living God on your knees, you, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. We do not fight him in our own flesh. Our own power is worth nothing. It is God's strength that we fight through and not our own. These people teach self-reliance and spiritual warfare that you somehow have more authority than the very word of God and that we can be somehow stronger than, than the our Heavenly Father is. And it's absolutely ludicrous. But it says, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts in those things, they corrupt themselves. They're sitting here teaching doctrine they don't know anything about. They're teaching sport, spiritual warfare and things they know nothing about. And I know many of the charismatic movements teach those things. And folks, there's many godly charismatic people out there. Don't get me wrong. Okay, there's, there's the charismatic and there's the charismatic, as Brother Benjamin's put it before. Okay, they go into crazy territory. Okay, they, they, they're in their own. They're reading from a different Bible than the one I've read from. And it's, they're speaking things they don't even know. And then verse 11 it says, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam, for reward and perish after the gainsayings of Kor, or Korah is in the Old Testament. These are spots in your feasts of charity. So he's saying, Woe unto these people, for they're, they're going after the way of Cain. They're, just, they're like Cain. They think that somehow they can bring a better sacrifice to God than that which the Lord has required. You remember, Cain was told to bring a sacrifice, and he didn't want to bring it the way of the Lord. He brought his own of fruits and vegetables, but the Lord required a real sacrifice of animal, and he didn't want to. He brought his own. They're doing the same thing. They think they can bring their own fruits to the offering. And God says, no, you're going to sacrifice the way I ask. And that's our bodies, our living sacrifice. We dedicate, we sacrifice by committing ourselves to crucifying the flesh to the Lord. We, you know, we don't bring our own power and strength unto this thing except to maybe lay it down and let God work through us. 
It says, and they ran greedily after the heir of, heir of Balaam. They're trying so hard to, to, to curse that which God has blessed, like Balaam was doing. Thank God Balaam, Balaam stopped it. But Balaam finally, in the end, even though he couldn't curse the children of Israel, he, did, he subdued them anyways. Because he told them, he said, look, he said, hey, listen, you want to do them in? Go send your daughters down to marry them. Oh, yeah, mix in your dog. Hey, folks, listen, don't get married with the unbeliever. If you're a believer, don't go get married with unbelievers. Stop trying to convert everybody. If you're already married to an unbeliever, you can't change that. We're going to pray that through, okay? That's a different story. But if you right now are dating or engaged to an unbeliever, I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, I know Hosea went after his wife, but he was already married to her. That's a different story, and that was a prophecy of Israel and of us when we've gone away from the Lord. But here he continues on. He says, also, they perish in the gainsayings of Kor. See, Kor, the rebellion of Kor back in the day, Kor, you know, they're back in the old times, you know, in, the, in, in Levitical priesthood, the Levites, you know, they were, they were like the deacons kind of the, of the temple. But, but the Levites, even though the tribe of Levi had the Levites and it had the priests, the priests specifically came from Aaron, okay? Not all Levites were priests, okay? So Korah, he was not happy and thankful what God had given him. He wanted the priesthood, yet he wasn't called. Folks, we see this in church all the time with elders wanting to be in charge that are not called to be elders. People wanting to be in charge that are not called to be in charge or pastors like that. Or you may be being, going to a ministry that you have not been called to be a part of. Folks, we need to understand the calling by which we have been called. But to be like Korah and go after that which is not, does not belong to us is wrong, and we need to stop it and repent of it. There's spots in our feasts and our charities. They just bring the whole church down. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, they don't have any fear or reverence for God. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, which without uh, fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. These people are nothing but unfruitful, non-spirit-filled, so-called believers that are on their own agenda, trying to bring their own sacrifice, desiring positions that they don't belong to, and they are living in the madness of Balaam. And yet they are in so many positions of leadership in our churches today, and it is a crying shame. And many of them are calling themselves prophets right now on Facebook and on YouTube. And now they've got a shock message that's so amazing and so unbelievable and a new insight to a word that only God has given them. Even though the Spirit, even though God says that nothing is done in a corner and you know his, his, his word is not kept in a corner, it's not hidden for only one person. It's got to be out of the mouth of two or more witnesses that all things shall be confirmed. Okay? You can't translate a so-called text from the angel Moroni by sticking your head down in a hat on a seer stone and starting a whole religion of it and call it from God, okay? It's not going to be the truth. The truth. Yet this is what goes on so many days today. Verse 14. 
And Enoch also, this is a quote directly from the book of Enoch, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of the, these sayings, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against. These are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Folks, I'm telling you what, I have, I have good friends that you know, you might have heard, I've even referenced them on, on this program, men who believe in the Word of God, who are following the Lord, and I'll tell you what, the stories they have shared with me of how they have been treated by some of these so-called end-time watchmen out there who speak such love, lofty words on one side of their mouth and then destroy with their mouth on the other side. It's ungodly and unholy, and it has been an eye-opener even to me. Folks, I'm telling you, I thought some things I thought I understood, but I did not understand them like I thought I did. I needed to learn that I can trust nobody in this last hour except the Lord. He is the one who I can trust. These people will drive us away, but Jude says contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's how we are to fight in these last days. Folks, I'm telling you right now, it would be good if you turned off some of this garbage for a season and got into the Word of God. If the Remnant Call program is disturbing your prayer time with God, shut it off. Turn it off. I don't want to be a stumbling block to it either. If something in here is leading you to not follow God, then shut it down. Forsake it. Get away from it. But folks, we've got to get serious with God. We've got to get serious. And folks, please pray for me this coming. I've got a sermon I have to preach, and, and, and it's, it's going to be important because so many people in the body of believers are being beat down right now, and I need strength for this message because I want to encourage the body of believers. And please pray that God would give me the strength to deliver this message in this hour when people need to be strengthened. I'm working on it because this is an hour we can have to learn how to fight. We got to learn how to fight on our knees. We got to learn that the God that we serve is a God of war, and He's coming to make war on those that have wronged His people. Yes, He's a God of peace, but this is the last days. He's coming back as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and He will execute judgment on all of the ungodly. And I'll tell you what, folks, I, there is another day coming when the, all this stuff's going to be over, and I'm looking forward to it. But for right now, I want to just quote a verse out of the Word of God and uh, from Micah chapter 7. Um, this is a favorite verse that Benjamin shared with me years and years and years ago. Um, and I just love it because it's been something I've held on to for years. Micah chapter 7, it says, The good man is perished out of the land, and there is none upright among them. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net. 
that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, the judge asketh for reward, and the great man he uttereth his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar, the most upright is a sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy, of thy watchman and thy visitation cometh now shall be their perplexity. God's saying right here that the best of us out there is no better than a thorn hedge. There's no better than a thorn hedge. Then he says, trust ye not in a friend. Don't, you can't trust in this show. You can't trust in me. You've got to trust in God. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemy are those of his own house. And some are you are suffering that right now. And this is what God's saying in this moment. For you that are struggling with your own family members, maybe your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, this is what God says, therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Then he continues, says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies, when I, shall, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. God, and he's saying here, listen, stop, don't you boast in God's people. Look, folks, when they make fun of you, they better watch their mouths because we're going to rise again. We are going to stand up. When we fall down, we will get back up because we trust in the one who is able to do that which we are not able to do. Our God is powerful, and he's ready to fight, and he can protect us from this false prophecies that are going on right now because there's true prophets out there. And I hope to in the future to, to expand on some of those prophecies that are out there and and, and God will guide us in these last days. So, folks, for you that have been emailing me, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you that God will restore that which the canker worm hath eaten, that will restore that which the devil is trying to take away, and then we reclaim it for his kingdom. Keep the faith, brethren. Keep the faith, sisters. We are to strive for that faith that is once delivered unto the saints because God is able to give it. Folks, we are just so blessed by every one of you that are listening to the Remnant Call. I'm, I'm hoping God will expand this program, and I thank you for all those that have, that have been in contact with me. And, and, and folks, we just all want to do here at this program is share the love of the Lord God and warn His people to get ready. To get ready. I don't despise prophesying, and I don't hate those who don't believe everything I believe. Folks, we need to remember to love each other, love our brethren. Remember the grace that God showed us when we didn't have some of the truths that we know now. Remember that grace. Don't forget it. You'll be surprised what God can do. He's able to save the worst of sinners. That's right. He was able to save you, and he's able to save me. So, folks, I'm just thankful. Thanks for being here on the Remnant Call tonight. Um, I'm going to post uh, from last week's Benjamin was on. Um, the time is full. Uh, a program, a, a um, YouTube video he had sent me a link. I'll put it in last week's program. You can catch it there. You can go on YouTube and catch it. It's going to be about uh, 
it's um, years of weather engineering um, that's been going on 70 some years. Uh, Benjamin really wanted to share that with everybody to go out and watch. So I'll put it there in that video. Uh, you can go and watch it from last week's show. And folks, just please continue. Contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. We've got to stick this thing through. The one who has called us will be there with us to the very end. It's in his words. You can stand on it and you can believe it. And I don't care if everybody is standing against you, that God is not done yet. He's not done with your family yet. Claim his promises. Read his words. And if someone's got a word of prophecy, then test it against the very word of God. And that way you can stand sure. Make sure there's two or more witnesses when a word is delivered. That way you have confirmation in the word of God. And that you will keep from being deceived because you have hidden yourself under his wings, saved until the last day, that we will all be one day together, sitting around that sea of glass, brother. We're going to talk about all the good things God has done. We're going to be eating of the tree of life. We're going to be sharing all the amazing stories and learning for an eternity all the wonders that God has out there for us. So with that, this is Brother Frank from the Remnant Call saying good night, everyone, and Shalom. Come